Vet 24-7 is proud to present Said by Dr. Ed. Vet 24-7, visit your local vet whenever, wherever. Hello, I'm Dr. Ed of Vet 24-7. I'm here to introduce you to some of America's greatest veterinarians. We'll ask these veterinarians to provide expertise on topics that matter to you and your pets. We'll explore helpful hints and amazing stories. We hope that you enjoy their insights and stories and that they help ensure that your pets stay healthy and happy. One of the most common problems affecting pet owners is itching and scratching pets. Itching and scratching pets can make a pet miserable and the owner miserable, and the effects can be severe. The cause may not be obvious. In previous podcasts, we've talked about fleas, ticks, mites, and mange. Today, we're going to discuss allergies. Today, we're joined by two distinguished veterinarians, Dr. Kanwar Jeet Boparai of Tracy, California, and Dr. Elise Kent of Elite Cat Care in Marina Del Rey, California. How are you doing today, doctors? Good. Doing good, thank you. Very good. Thank you for joining us. Dr. Kent, would you please introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Sure. I am a feline specialist, board certified in feline practice since 1995. I've uh, owned two practices that I started and was medical director of, and I currently operate a house call and concierge medicine practice in Marina Del Rey, and I also work out of several clinics in the Southern California area. Thank you, Dr. Kent. Dr. Boparai, please introduce yourself. Sure. I am a 2001 graduate from uh, Ross University, did my undergraduate at UC Davis in animal science. I've been practicing in small animal exclusive practices my entire career, mainly focused dogs, dogs and cats. I've also had some experience doing some emergency work uh, during some relief work that I've done. And I've also had some experience teaching veterinary technology students as well. Thank you, Dr. Boparai. Dr. Boparai, are there any particular cases that come to mind that were particularly satisfying that uh, related to allergies and your ability to resolve them over time in, in your practice career? Well, resolution is... I don't know if that's the word I would use in these cases. Since we, we never solve the problem, we just basically have the fire under control in many of these cases, on, on these complicated cases. But the, the best success comes with owners who are dedicated toward the effort that we need on their part. Uh, we can prescribe all the medications we want, all the diets we want, but if they're not dedicated, that's going to make life a lot harder. And that's where I usually start my conversation. One particular case does not jump out at the moment, to be honest with you. But in general, it's a matter of having those compliant owners who, you know, I'll even go as far as saying, if we're going to do a food trial, and, you know, that's a three, four month uh, deal at, at minimum, that nothing should go in your pet's mouth other than the food we prescribe, water, and any medicine we prescribe. And it may sound harsh, but... Sometimes you just need to be that harsh where one or two little table scraps or treats can just, you know, lay waste all the effort we put in there. So the most satisfaction is going to come when there's good client interaction and acceptance and you guys are all on the same page. 
Yeah, agreed. You know, they can't run out of hypoallergenic diet on a Friday and not be able to get it till Tuesday. Yeah. You know, things like that come up. Or in the summertime, people are taking vacation. So you need to have a conversation about anticipating. You know, get your medication and fleet control together for whoever's the caretaker while you're away. Make sure that they understand they're not supposed to give anything other than a hypoallergenic diet. We, we also run into problems with multi-cat households because the vast majority of my clients have two or more cats. So if one's on hypoallergenic food and good sleep control, everybody has to be. You know, it becomes complicated. If one cat's on a urinary diet or a low-protein diet for kidney disease and the other one's on food allergy, there has to be a conversation about how to segregate them for feeding. Because unlike dogs, some cats won't eat discrete meals. They want to have access to their food all day. So that becomes tricky, and it helps when I go out on house calls because I can kind of talk about how to situate food in different locations where maybe one big fat cat can't get up high, but the skinny cat on food allergy food can get up high, so you can put the food in a different location where other cats can't get to it. But it requires, like the other doctor was saying, it requires a certain commitment to really changing around their systems, right? and not deviating from that because we're, we're using food and medication to handle a disease that comes back again and again. Thank you, Dr. Kent. You mentioned hypoallergenic diets. Can you explain a little bit more about hyper, hypoallergenic diets? Yeah, for cats, it's, they become allergic to things that they've been intermittently exposed to throughout life. So if you read any standard cat food label, even if it's fish-flavored cat food, it will often have poultry products in it, beef products in it, dairy products in it. So anytime people say, well, you know, my cat only eats beef. Well, if you really read that label, there are other products in there. So those four proteins that I just mentioned are the most prevalent proteins used in commercial cat food. So that's what cats become allergic to because intermittently they get exposed to that same protein and it's the protein they become allergic to. So hypoallergenic foods have two different philosophies or underlying specific use. One of them is novel protein that they've never been exposed to. I briefly had mentioned before, venison, rabbit, duck. That's one, one mechanism. And in that can of cat food or in that bag of dry food is only that one protein. So it's a novel protein that they haven't been exposed to before. Therefore, they couldn't have become allergic. That's one approach. The other approach is becoming more popular now, and that's called hydrolyzed diet. Hydrolyzed is a form of processing, whereas the protein molecules are, are made very small, and soy is often added because the, the condition has arisen today with the advent of so many more hypoallergenic diets that these novel proteins are hard to come by. So there might not be a good supply of, of healthy venison one year. And so soy is added and also hydrolyze. So those protein molecules are so small, it might be partially a novel protein, partially soy in that diet. And I think that's going to be sort of the trend of hypoallergenic foods over time. It's going to be a combination of hydrolyzed soy and hydrolyzed novel protein. Thank you, Dr. Kent. Dr. Boparai, would you like to add anything? Yes. Uh, with, with food, a lot of the novel proteins it becomes quite a challenge to find find those. Uh, a lot of people, you know, years ago, lamb and rice was sort of a neat thing to feed in the dogs. Uh, and 
you know, it, it sort of developed in some respects. It used to be a novel protein. Now I, you can't consider it a novel protein. You know, a lot of diets out there talk about being grain-free or free of chicken or free of corn or, or whatever ingredient per se. That's fine if your dog, you know, actually has an allergy to that ingredient. Otherwise, it doesn't make a difference. For example, there's a lot of things on the human side that are now marketed as gluten-free. For the people who have issues with gluten intolerance, it's important. For the majority of us, having a gluten-free steak doesn't make a difference because it was always gluten-free in the first place. So marketing has made it quite a challenge to find good novel protein diets. Mm -hmm. And that's where those hydrolyzed protein diets really are probably the the main dietary weapon in our arsenal for for food allergies. Thank you, doctors. Today we've been talking about a common problem affecting pet owners and their pets, itching and scratching caused by allergies. We were, we were fortunate to have Dr. Kanwar Jeet Boparai of Tracy, California, and Dr. Elise Kent of Elite Cat Care, Marina Del Rey, California. Our doctors relayed to us regarding allergies, the pre- prevalence of flea allergies, a variety of food allergies, and other skin pests. They described the importance of appropriate flea control, appropriate skin scraping or skin testing, even potentially allergy testing for various foods or other airborne allergens that may affect your pets. Doctors, we thank you very much for joining us and sharing your expertise today. Thank you very much. Thank you.